No, 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 no. T I G E R S. Fight, 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 fight. Mike, it's not even a top a thousand moment all time. Okay, Tommy, shut the hell up, man. Mike. Oh, of course, he... I'm gonna go with the right answer. It's Ryan Eads of the Baltimore Orioles. He only he's only wore the number eighty for uh, eight games. He's only one of two players. You know what? No, no, I'm not gonna take this. Welcome back to Go Chat. We are here with episode 113. As you see, all of us are pretty festive. You know, Mike and Tommy got the Christmas hats on. Matt's got a Christmas sweater. Only thing I have is this Jets winter hat. So I'm trying my best. I do have a yeah, stocking. You have a, you have a stocking. Give yourself some credit. I have a stocking behind me. Um, no, we're super excited. You know, come back at you. We got a Christmas special for you. You know, obviously, hope you guys are having a happy and healthy you know, holiday season leading up until, you know, Saturday, Friday, Christmas, or, you know, if you guys celebrate Hanukkah, I hope you guys had a great Hanukkah season. Um, but nevertheless, we are here with GoChat, and we're going to have a great episode for you. We are moving on to the state of Massachusetts. Obviously, you know, we go around, we pick who's the best active player in that state. Tommy, I'm going to start with you here. I'm pretty interested. I don't, I don't think any names throw me, throw my way on the Boston Red Sox. So who, who are you going with here? Well, I am going with somebody on the Red Sox, and it, it's probably a bad choice, but I'm going with somebody over their whole career, put up solid numbers. We're going to go with Xander Bogarts today. I know that it is not him for the state, but <laughs> um, so Xander has 1,200 career hits, 141 homers, 290 lifetime hitter, and you know three-time All-Star two-time World Series champion, of course, and a four-time Silver Slugger. So very good shortstop. I know there's a lot of other good people in this state, of course. You're probably going to go. See, I actually just thought of somebody from the Bruins that's probably better, but I'm not picking that person today, and we're going to go with somebody from the Red Sox. <laughs> Tommy's starting us off the only way he knows how. Matt, I'm going to throw it to you. Who's, who's the, the GOAT of Massachusetts? Well, I'm going to actually go to over to the Bruins, like Tommy mentioned. I'm going to go with the sport that – no, it's it, – it, see, this is where it was tough. I said it was between two people before, and, of course, Tommy alluded to Tucker Rask in the chat. I'm not going to go with Tuka. I think that's a really good pick. He's just currently all injured, and I don't know his whether his future really is going to be in Massachusetts much longer into next year. Uh, but I am going to go with one of his teammates, and I'm going to go with David Pasternak of the Boston <laughs> Bruins, one of the best right wings in the NHL since he came into the league, and he has been really explosive for the Bruins. Really that uh, top man on that really great top line with Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and him. Uh, a lot of great picks here. I, I have to stick with Pasta because I feel like he is – first, he has the best nickname. I mean, Pasta. Come on, who doesn't love Pasta? Um, Ed, I think he is the best player right now in Massachusetts. Uh, I, I think by a good margin, too. Mike, who's who's the go to Massachusetts here, man? You know, I'm going to go with someone on the Bruins, too, and I think Matt missed the boat a little bit here. I'm going to go with uh, Dave Pasternak's line mate, Patrice Bergeron. He has been playing in Boston since 2003, and in that time, he's won a cup, obviously uh, similar to Pasta as they won one together. But he's won four Selkie trophies. For those of you that don't know, that's the best two-way forward in the NHL 
Uh, four of those over that time period is absolutely phenomenal. He's he's widely regarded as the best two-way forward throughout the 2010s and e- even in the late 2000s. And also, we also want to talk about what uh, players have done off and on the playing field. Um, how about the Marc Messier Leadership Award in 2020? Um, just what he's done on that team, being a leader, being, you know, that captain, and then off the ice as well in the surrounding Boston area. It's got to be Patrice Bergeron for me. I know this doesn't help me, but Pasternak was on that Stanley Cup team. It doesn't yeah, help yeah, my case. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. I mentioned that. Oh, I thought you said that he was on that team. Sorry, I uh, misheard you. But go ahead, Connor. I'm actually going to go to the other sport uh, in Boston. Not basketball. I'm going to go to football, and I'm going to go with the best special teams player of all time, Matthew, Matthew Slater. Now, that name may not be familiar, you know, but he is a nine-time Pro Bowler in the NFL, you know, selected in the 2008 draft, you know, fifth round. And he's played a great role for those New England Patriots, nine Pro Bowls. He's got three Super Bowl rings, and he's a two-time All-Prower. You know, you don't see a lot of, you know, recognition be brought about, you know, the special team part of the NFL, but – you know, he's one of the best to do it. And obviously he's been recognized nine Pro Bowl appearances and he's got three rings to go along with it. I thought you were going to say Gunnar Oshlovsky or whatever his name is. I was like, I, I should have. I should have gone. No, not Gunnar. I mean, Slater, that, honestly, that's a fine pick. Uh, special teams is very important in football. I am realizing that now because Green Bay might have the worst special teams uh, in the history of football this year. But uh, that's a good pick. He does have all pros. He's got the Super Bowls with it. I, I didn't think about that. It was a good, good, uh, good eye, Connor. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad pick. It isn't. But special teams is important, but I mean, he, he, even Xander Bogart. I didn't even throw Chris Sale. I'm surprised you didn't go with Chris Sale, Tommy. Uh, I even though he did, but he, he, even though he hasn't been in Boston for a little bit, but I mean, come on. There were just be- there were just better options than Matthew Slater. I feel like that's that's just kind of a reach. I'm just glad no one went with Jason Tatum. I would have freaked out. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Not I yet. Thought, I thought Mike was going to come on here and say Jason Tatum. Oh, come on, he's only played like five years. He hasn't made it out of the Eastern Conference. Let's not let's not get too ahead of ourselves right here. Oh, I wasn't. I was thinking you were gonna. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a top ten player. No. Okay. Oh, that's not the conversation we're having right now. We're going to have a lot of great other conversations. Throughout oh, wait, episode. hold on. Before we continue, I want to throw it back to like two years ago when I came on and said that the Cowboys had like one of the worst special teams in the entire NFL. Okay, hold on. I'm not done speaking. I'm not done speaking. And that was one of the reasons why they were going to turn around their season. Obviously, their season didn't get turned around because other uh, mitigating factors, but you all clown me for saying special teams was not important. No. Now we have Connor picking no. a special teamer as a goat of the state Mike. of Massachusetts. Mike. Now Matt's complaining about the Green Bay special team. Mike, you complained that it hurt Dak Prescott. Aaron Rodgers is still an MVP frontrunner. He still gets the ball down the field and gets touchdowns for his team. The team is 10-3 and three right now. You were complaining that it hurt Dak because of the special teams. That is where I got you. That's where I was. It was, it wasn't only, it wasn't only that. It wasn't only that, right? But you used that. You used the special teams as an excuse that he couldn't get the ball down the field. No, I was, I was, I was mentioning that he had the worst starting position in the entire NFL. And I mentioned that the special teams was a reason why the Cowboys 
did not make the playoffs. I did mention that about Dak Prescott, but that was not the whole. I think special teams is important, but it's not a make or break to the playoffs. It's it's not. But, you know, bring it back to Matthew Slater, who I picked today. Not only is he just a special teamer, not only is he probably the best special teamer, he's a captain on the New England Patriots and a real leader in that locker room. He goes out and he does the coin tosses and you hear him talking to his team before the game and after the game and firing them up on the sideline. So while he goes out there and he makes plays on, on that special teams part of the field, you know, he's also a huge leader in that locker room, which is really important. I mean, that, that's, that's also another piece, but I feel like all of these guys are at this, at the same time, you know what I mean? But Anyways, I think that kind of wraps up the the state of Massachusetts, unless anyone has any other comments or concerns they want to get into. But we are going to get into our festive segment next. <laughs> Welcome back to Go Chat. We are here with our first festive segment. We're talking about stocking stuffing. We are going to go around and we are going to say which you know player or team deserves you know some presents in their stocking in their stocking or some coal and we're going to give our reasons as to why so we all have our picks right here tommy i'm going to throw it to you first you went first in goat of the state and now you're going first in stocking stuffing who you got well thank you i have a lot to say for this one for me it's quite obvious who it is the payoff hasn't been seen yet but we will be seeing it it's got to be Steve Cohen in the New York Mets. I mean, what they have done, what they did prior to the lockout and, uh, you know, during the lockout signing Buck Showalter is their manager, I think, hands down. Um, you know, I'm sure there's more in the, the overall realm of sports, but through my narrow lens of baseball, it's got to be the New York Mets because so they signed Max Scherzer, Starling Marte, uh, Mark Canna, who else did they get? Who am I leaving out? Eduardo Escobar. Eduardo Escobar. To me, uh, the Mets are in a really good position, especially uh, by hiring Buck Showalter, very experienced manager, of course. I think that in the long haul, they, you know, deserve the present for sure. Have we seen any of that? No, because the season doesn't start till March. But we will see it. And go Mets. Go Mets, baby. I love it, Tommy. And I and I, I think I think you left out the signing of Max Scherzer as well. I don't I know if you said uh, Max. You said oh, Max. Tommy. I thought, you, I thought you said Marte. That's my bad. You have a Yankees hat on and you're saying go Mets. Isn't that like not supposed to happen? I'm kidding. I'm not a Mets fan. It's, it's, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. That's like me. Would that be like me saying go Bears right now or Bears yes. now? Like, no. Essentially, yeah. But see, here's the thing. I don't root for the Mets. I, it was more of a joke. It's not like I'm like switching my loyalties over to Queen. I, I know. I'm just I'm messing. With, I'm part messing with you, but at the same time, oh, I'm I curious of why you said. Yeah, that. You, you know what, Tommy? I gotta agree with you there. And in fact, I'm missing the introductory conference for uh, Buck Showalter right now. But we're not gonna get into that. You know, Connor's over there shaking his head. He's calling this infuriating. Do you have a better answer, Connor? Who's getting coal? Or who's getting presents in their stocking? Yeah, I think um, as far as presence-wise, I think what we have to look at is the New England Patriots. Um, you know, they went out in March and really spent a whole bunch of money in free agency. You know, 
they're and you know largely spending a lot of money in free agency isn't normally a good sign you know we've seen teams like the Jaguars and Jets go out and do it in recent years and it not helped their team at all but you know you bring in Johnny Smith you bring in Hunter Henry who's had a fantastic year you know Nelson Aguilar Kendrick Bourne you know you brought targets Matthew Judon you know, you brought in all these guys and they've actually shown what they can do on the field as opposed to the Mets who haven't taken the, the diamond together as a team yet. And they've gone out and, you know, right now they're at the top of the AFC East, you know, and they're battling for, you know, potentially number one seed there in the AFC after, you know, not knowing exactly where they were going to be. You know, you got a rookie quarterback, you know, obviously it's still Bill Belichick there. But I think when you have to look at a team who's getting presents because of what they've done so far this year, I think you got to look at, you know, the New England Patriots. And drafting Mac Jones, just you gotta add that in there. Well, we can we can talk about you know their their drafting decisions, you know, in our in our next segment. But Ramondre Stevenson too. Ramondre Stevenson has been. That was a good find. He was a find, you know, him and him and Damian now kind of split in touches. You know, he looks good. Yeah. There you go. That that that's a phenomenal pick right there. The New England Patriots atop the AFC East and really in the hunt for that number one overall seed in the AFC. Matt. Who do you got to compete against the Patriots and the Mets? See, I really haven't thought about this. I thought <laughs> I would figure it out like on the spot, but I'm kind of having trouble. I can tell you this. I know the Cole who deserves Cole. Um, but as, as far as presents, I'm going to go. Uh, hold on. Give me one, one second here. I'm going to go with the. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, – oh, man. Oh, man. Mike, you got one? <laughs> I, I really didn't think Christ. about it. Oh, my gosh, Matt. You you know what, Matt? I thought, I thought you were supposed to be pre- prepared for the show, but I guess not. <laughs> you have, do you have one yourself? I, I do have one. I do okay. have one. And let me tell you right now. Oh, I got one. I got one. Oh. I got one. <laughs> go ahead. Right. I'm going to go with the football team, but I'm going to go to the opposite side of the, uh, the conference. I'm going to go with a team that is really on top of their uh, division, I guess. They're, they're kind of sliding. They're still a really good team. They're kind of sliding. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I think they really found a way to figure everything out. They got A.J. Green, who has proven to be a decent wide receiver for Kyler, especially with DeAndre Hopkins out. They got Zach Ertz on a trade uh, this past October. That's really been helping them out. Zach Ertz kind of uh, – re-emerging his career over in Arizona struggle a little in Philadelphia lately. Uh, he's getting, he's getting the targets, he's getting the numbers, he's getting the touchdowns there. And then defensively, I mean, this team has just gotten a lot better defensively. JJ Watt, unfortunately, fortunately he's hurt, but he did have a good start to his career career over in Arizona. And they've, they've just been clicking like this. I mean, this team was third, third or fourth in their division last year, uh, third in their division last year. Now they're number one. I mean, obviously contending with the LA Rams. Also a good shout out for this question. But I, I'm going to have to go to the Arizona Cardinals. If I thought more, maybe I'd have a different answer for you. But that's what it is, what it is. You know what? That's not a that's not a bad answer. Um, obviously, picking a team, uh, you know, at the top of the t- – probably the toughest toughest uh, vision of, in football. But, you know what? We picked baseball. We picked uh, – baseball i mean we, we pick football football and you know I, i'm i'm just i'm just racking through all the options in my brain right now and i got and i gotta go with bill zito just a quick poll does anyone know who bill zito is here 
Bill Did Zito. Manny DeVito? No. <laughs> no, I said Barry Zito. Um, yeah, isn't he the GM of... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you, uh, there's the stupid yeah, you, you just type that in. No, of course you would pick the Florida Panthers. I figured it was something hockey because Tommy and Connor wouldn't know this. I've, it, it, it's the Florida. It's got to be Florida, right? Yeah. He, so two years ago, he got hired as the new GM as the Florida Panthers after Dale Talon got hired. Uh, over the past 20 years, the Florida Panthers have been very disappointing, even though they've had loads of talent on the roster. But basically, Bill Zito came in to a cap strap team he brought in some unknown players, some fourth liners from Tampa, some players who never reached their full potential. And oh, last year, they were uh, one of the better teams in the NHL. And really this year, they have been the best team in the NHL. Obviously, there are a couple teams in that conversation as well. But the fact that Bill Zito has turned this team around so quickly through really um, not top-tier free agent signings. And this past offseason, he went out and made some more moves and made the team even better uh it's 100 bill zito who's receiving plenty plenty of presence to me because he has brought the sunshine back to the sunrise state good pick mike um but as we know not everyone does open up their stocking and get you know presents a lot of people have lumps of coal in there so i think i think we'll go backwards this time and we'll start with you mike who's getting coal in their stocking to start their christmas day i, I think we know who it is it's Urban Meyer. What in the world was Urban Meyer doing in Jacksonville? That was, that was just, it was a circus. It really was. And when Jacksonville hired Urban Meyer, I feel like we didn't really know about all these antics that were going to go down because we really didn't hear about it in at Florida or at Ohio state. He was really regarded as one of the best college coaches, you know, whenever uh, he was the head of a program. And so I thought he was going to go into Jacksonville and do some good things. I, I didn't know about great things, but I thought he was going to start to turn around that franchise. He went in to the exact opposite. Tons of turmoil. Um, just, just, I don't even know what word to use, but just disrespecting his players to a whole new degree and really treating them like they're, like they're 15 year olds. Like it, it's just, and not only that, not only how he treated his players, but the product he put on the field, putting Trevor Lawrence in terrible positions to succeed, benching his best player, James Robinson, for his OSU favorite, Carlos Hyde. I mean, I could go on and on and on about the list of failures Urban Meyer had in Jacksonville, but his uh, indubitably Urban Meyer. He kicked Josh Lambeau. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just absolutely terrible. And we could throw it back to uh, – his stay at that bar in Ohio where uh, he had some intermingling going on. And that, that's just, that's just more, more, more stuff stacking on top of each other. It's just terrible. It's urban Meyer. Matt, hard, hard, hard to top that there. Who's get who's getting cold. Um, you know, I think a lot of people could get cold based on a lot of expectations, but I, I'm going to go with uh, Tommy with his rival baseball team. I'm going to go with the rival football team with the Chicago Bears. I mean, over there, just overall the front office and the head coaching staff, uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. It's just it's it's a crap show over there. Uh, let's, let's throw back to the draft. They traded up. They traded their first round pick this year, which is going to be a really good pick to the New York Giants to grab Boston Fields from Ohio State. 
Uh, don't know why you're drafting Ohio State quarterback. You know, Justin looked. He looked. He looked okay yesterday. He he has obviously a lot of uh, potential, but there was some really bad turnovers, uh, running backwards like 25 yards and end up fumbling the ball. Luckily, he got it back, but he did fumble the ball. Uh, he's good on his legs, but still, I, I don't believe in him, and I don't believe that any coaching staff has been well for the Bears. I mean, Matt Nagy deserves to be fired like ASAP, but it is what it is. Uh, the bears are getting cold in my, my case, bear, bear down, bear down. I mean, I mean, ESPN shows a close up of Matt Nagy on the sideline and it looks like he hasn't slept a minute in his entire life. No. And then Justin Fields is crying in the corner. It's literally, literally it's They're going down to hell. All right. Well, I said we were going in reverse order. So that would bring it to me. And, um, you know, I'm going to go with two people who have kind of already been mentioned. I'm going to go with rookie quarterbacks, you know, this year in the NFL, Discluding Mac Jones, and I guess you could take Trey Lance out of that too, because he hasn't really played. But Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields have not played up to the potential that they had there in late April. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, nine touchdowns, 14 interceptions, you know, just over a 50% completion percentage. A lot of that can be said because of Urban Meyer and you know, lack of lack of talent there on that Jacksonville roster. You know, that could be possible. You know, Zach Wilson, only six passing touchdowns. He does have three rushing touchdowns, but 11 interceptions. Um, so tough sledding sudden there for Zach. You know, he hasn't looked good. You know, as a Jets fan, I can say he hasn't looked good. You know, missing some wide open throws. Again, you know, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore being out, you know, could definitely play a big factor, you know, over these last several weeks against the Saints and then on Sunday against uh, Miami with him and his receiver chemistry there. Um, then we, we mentioned Justin Fields, you know, seven touchdowns at 10 interceptions. All of them have really turned the ball over just a little bit too much. And, you know, the potential they had there in April, you know, this was going to be one of the best quarterback class of, of, you know, thinking back to potentially 2012 with Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin, the third, you know, Russell Wilson was there in 2012. Um, so, yeah, it's a little, little worrisome. You know, I think all of them deserve calling their stocking. Hopefully, you know, their front offices can, you know, get some players around them for next year and we can see true potential out of these players. But for now, they're not living up to their height. Tommy, who do you got? Well, getting calling their stocking. Yeah, we're going to bring Yankees? it back to baseball. No, no Yankees for this one. We're actually going to go with Cody Bellinger. Feel oh. bad for the guy. He's been, you know, he's trying out there, but he's really struggled. I mean, this year he had a negative 1.5 war, um, hit 165, only 52 hits and 10 home runs. And you think about where he was just two years ago, uh, winning the MVP, hitting 305, 47 homers, 115 RBIs. You know, it's really hard to believe how much he's fallen off and um, he was almost non-tendered, uh, didn't get a contract, but he will be back with the Dodgers. But uh, yeah, Cole and his stocking for this year, unfortunately, I'm sure he's working to get back to what he was, but uh, really falling off. I mean, throwback uh, two years ago, he was uh, traded, right? And if our fantasy baseball draft, he was traded like the second pick. Oh, I think he was. Tommy and Connor. I mean, he was a high guy in uh, the draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
a lot of great, a lot of great picks, picks here. A lot of players got some, some presence. Obviously, we couldn't touch on every single person who's had, you know, success this year. We also couldn't touch on every single person who hasn't had success this year. So, um, if you think of anyone who deserves a present or coal in their stocking, definitely drop that down in the comments. We've opened up our stockings. Now we got to look under the tree and see who had the best present under their tree this year. We're talking about best acquisition, best trade, best free agency when we get back. <laughs> Welcome back to GoChat, and as you just saw, we opened up our stockings, and now we have to look under the tree and see which sports team, which sports player has been the best present for their team so far, you know, throughout this year. You know, we're talking, were they drafted? Were they traded for? Were they acquired via free agency? You know, who has been the best player for their team, and who's opening up these presents and saying, thank God we got him. Mike, I'm throwing it to you first. Who's been the best player acquired for this year? You know, Connor, I think you're going to love this because you you kind of called it before, you know, during the NFL draft, calling this player the <clears throat> best defensive player in the draft. And he's turned out to be the absolute best player in the draft. It's got to be Micah Parsons. Dallas opened up a gift and it's been everything they've expected 10 times over, tenfold. Uh, Micah Parsons, he's really, you know, one of the top, one of the top three, four candidates for de defensive player of the year, not only defensive rookie, that's already in the bag right now. Defensive player of the year, the last person who was a rookie and to win defensive player of the year was Lawrence Taylor back in uh, the 1980s. And Mike, Micah Parsons is playing out of this world, 12 sacks, nearly 80 tackles, nearly 30 QB hits. He's playing everywhere on the field. When the Cowboys have needed him to step up and play edge, with the countless injuries they've had at that position, Micah Parsons has stepped up and done that. He's learned to play off ball linebacker. He's even playing a bit of coverage. We saw last week against the Giants. He played corner uh, and was able to read a pick play against Kenny Galladay and, you know, stop a touchdown. I mean, Micah Parsons has been all over this field, and he's already one of the best defensive players in, in the league, and he's a huge reason why this Cowboys defense has turned around and become one of the best in the league. Micah Parsons is a massive present. Let me hear it, Mike. Say it, please. please. Say, say what? Say what? Did, did you expect? Did you expect Micah Parsons to come into the league and have twelve sacks in fourteen games? Yes. And, and no, 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 you didn't. No one did. He was come the on. best defensive prospect. In, come on, Christmas gift for me. Tell me that I told you so. No, you, you were you were correct that Micah Parsons was the best defensive player in the draft. Are, are you, say I told you so. Say Connor told me so. No, you're supposed to say I told you so. Matt, who is the best player acquired this year? Uh, Connor, I'll give you that gift. You told us so. You told Mike so. I, I will give you that gift uh, for, for Christmas. My uh, my present here is uh, Sean McVay opened up a great present over the offseason, and that is Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's had some rough games. He's had some pick sixes, but he really elevated the Rams offense this year. Uh, no disrespect to Jared Goff. He's he's a I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's the best. Obviously, he's in Detroit. Shout out Detroit. They won this week. Um but Matthew Stafford just elevates it, and we see it with uh, wide receivers like Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, before he got hurt, was still had a good year even Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson so far. But uh, let's go to the stats. Matt Stafford right now is fifth. He still has a game tonight. Everyone else played other than the Washington football team, Eagles, Seahawks, Rams. So he has a game tonight, but he's still fifth in yards. Uh, and he has 3,898 yards, 33 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and a passer rating of 
4.4, which is actually very good. Uh, he's only behind Aaron Rodgers, who's uh, obviously just Aaron Rodgers. Uh, always has a good passer rating. He's only behind Aaron Rodgers with uh, starting quarterback. So I'm going to have to give this to Matthew Stafford. I'm excited to see where this Rams can take, hopefully ele- maybe elevate them to the Super Bowl if it's not Green Bay. Tommy, I'm throwing it to you. I'm expecting some more baseball here. You know, you got the Yankees Santa hat. We went baseball yeah. from Massachusetts. We had baseball in our stocking. I'm expecting it here. You know, who's the best player required for this year? Of course, we got to go with baseball, Connor. I'm going to go with Jorge Soler of the Atlanta Braves. And, um, you know, obviously there's people that are bigger names that you could mention for being acquired, but the impact that he had on that team, I mean, we've talked about on this show how much the Braves were struggling and then Ronald Acuna gets hurt and that opens the door for, you know, some big bats to be acquired and he was right in the heart of it. And he ended up being the World Series MVP for them. So got to go with Jorge Soler. I mean, he was just dominant through his time there in Atlanta, played 55 games with them, hit 14 homers, and uh, really played well down the stretch and obviously was great in the postseason. So, uh, yeah, Jorge Soler for this one. Yeah, I'm going to swing it back to the gridiron. You know, Mike went with the best defensive prospect in the NFL draft. I'm going to go to someone who I think could have the best offensive career in the NFL from this past drafts. And he wasn't even taken in the first round. He was a second round selection um, by the Kansas city chiefs. And that's Creed Humphrey. I mean, he has been so unbelievably good for this team. You know, we think back to the super bowl in February, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life just to try to find time to throw that ball. And Creed Humphrey steps in and he has played such a good role in the middle of that offensive line. You know, he's played 979 offensive snaps. That's third in the NFL. Only has five penalties on him this year. You know, that's tied for eighth. And he's only allowed one sack through 14 games. He has been so good at that center position. He's really stepped in and made that line. You know, they they went out and they got Joe Thune in free agency, and they've really just made that line so much better. Who else did they get? They got Orlando Brown Jr. Um, from the Ravens. They've just made that line so good after what happened there in that Super Bowl. Creed Humphrey stepped in, and he's been so good right away. A lot of great names in this NFL draft. You know, Jalen Waddles played great. Jamar Chase. Mac Jones obviously has stepped in and played really well for New England right from the start. But when I look at offensive names that come out of this draft, and I think at the person who's having the best impact right now, I think it has to be Creed Humphrey there in Kansas City. He's he's my offensive rookie of the year. Um, I think think you can get it. It started out Jamar Chase, but Jamar Chase has kind of had a tough uh, couple weeks lately, uh, especially this week. Uh, Mac Jones is playing pretty good. He's he's just a really effective thrower, but I think Creed Humphrey deserves that offensive rookie of the year. Nobody else really stands out like Justin Herbert or Justin Jefferson last year, to be honest. He's just stepped in and played so unbelievably well. And, you know, it's a position that people don't talk about. You know, offensive line, they don't get love. He he's the most voted for center for Pro Bowl voting in the NFL this year. And he's a rookie. I mean, he's going to be someone who is a perennial, you know, pro bowler. You know, he's going to win rings. You know, Kansas City's going to get back to the Super Bowl and they're going to win with Patrick Mahomes under center. He's going to have an incredible resume. And, you know, I can I can talk about it right now. You know, he's only rookie year, no injuries, injuries bar a lot of stuff in the NFL. But he could be someone who down the line we are going to be undoubtedly seeing put on a gold jacket there in Ohio. Yeah, 100%, Connor. I mean, he, he's been absolutely awesome, and there's no reason why he wouldn't be able to continue this play over 
his career, and really he's the front runner uh, for offensive rookie of the year right now. You know, maybe if Jamar Chase, you know, not not necessarily continued his tear, but at least you know played to some sort of um, more efficient level, uh, he he he'd obviously be the number one guy there. But Creed Humphrey has been absolutely awesome. And uh, one player I just want to throw out there, we really haven't touched on the NBA too much today, but I got to say, DeMar DeRozan has been a humongous present for the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, in large part due to to DeMar DeRozan and what he's done for that team, averaging 27, 28 points a game, coming in, alleviating some of that stress and pressure off of Vucevic and Levine. Uh, he's been absolutely awesome for the Bulls, and he's been a huge reason why they have been the team, the kind of team that they have been this year. The Lakers made a huge mistake by not trading for him. I mean, even Lonzo Ball has been really yeah, he's Ball. he's been awesome too. I was thinking about uh, you know giving some presence in the Chicago Bulls GM stocking. Mark Eversley, I think his name is. He 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 really has put a great team together, and uh, but. Uh, DeMar DeRozan has been a huge present for the Chicago Bulls as well. Well, this is going to wrap up our festive segments of this episode. You know, we still have wrap it up. You guys got it. Put a little bow on it. Uh, We do still have goat picks and go to the week ahead. So stick with us here. Um, We'll be right back with Go Chat. Welcome back to Go Chat. We are back with the goat picks. It's not Christmas edition. We have another goat picks on Friday. We have three left. And if you look at the leaderboard, I am up by how much? What did I tell you guys? I got one four and oh. You're up. Three. You're up by three on Tommy. I'm up, up three by Tommy. five on Mike, and <laughs> like I've been eliminated from contention. We don't have to say oh. how far back I am. I'm not making it. <laughs> All right, we got four great games. Uh, we have twelve games left, so take it as you want, Connor. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we'll start with these four games. We have. College basketball on Wednesday, uh, the Arizona Wildcats are going to Tennessee to play the Volunteers, number six, Arizona, number 19, Tennessee. I'm rolling with Tennessee here. Uh, Tennessee's the, the better coach. Uh, they did lose a heartbreaker to Texas Tech. Uh, consider this as you want as maybe an upset, um, but I think Tennessee and Rick Barnes are just going to win. Tommy's. I got Arizona. I mean, I don't know much about this team, but they're sixth in the country, right? So – we're going to go six over the 19, and let's go Wildcats. Okay. You know what, Tommy? Uh, the ESPN matchup predictor, predictor is heavily favoring uh, Tennessee right now. I'm not sure why. Uh, it's about 70% chance oh, Tennessee is going to win. But I know. It's very weird. I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know what's going on. And That's I was how kinda... I do most of my picks, but I didn't have time today, so. Uh, we're still going to roll there. You know, I, I don't think either team's resumes are great, but, you know, in, I, I got to make up some games and uh, picking the team that's ranked 13 higher is not a bad way to do it. So I'm going with Arizona. Connor? <laughs> I'm going to go Tennessee. At this point, I think I'm just going to try to play for third. Okay. You, that. you could. Yeah. That, that might even be a reach if we're being honest. It's only – It's only uh, – uh, eight games i could do it yeah yeah we'll see all right next game we got celtics versus cavaliers this game's in td garden on uh wednesday i'm going with boston celtics they looked good uh they lost to joel Embiid pretty much um but 
you know, I'm expecting a win here from Boston. Tommy. Let's go Cavs. Oh man, Tommy, you're gonna you're trying to make up ground today. Mike. Well, no, I went to the matchup predictor from ESPN and they got a 50.4 going <laughs> towards Cleveland. So <laughs> um, I, you, you know, you know, the Celtics have been playing better after getting off to a slow start. Uh Jason Tatum is starting to pick it up. Jalen Brown has, has been awesome as well, but the Cavs has been have been absolutely great this year. So I'm gonna roll with them. All right, Connor. Taking the Celtics. Wow, this is going to be a great uh, wow. final go picks going, coming up. Uh, we got college football. We're in bowl season. We got the UCF Golden Knights going up against the Florida Gators in the Union Home Mortgage Guest Perilla Bowl. That's a long <laughs> name. I'm not going to fit the graphic. I'm going to go with Florida here. Uh, I trust the SEC teams over this, whatever UCF's division is, American or whatever. Um and yeah, it should be an okay game. It's kind of tough with COVID that we have not a lot of games to pick, but I'm going with Florida here. Tommy, the floor is yours. I am also going to go with Florida in this one. My friends at ESPN told me to do so. so. <laughs> I'm going with Florida. I'm not going to put too much analysis into this. All right, Connor. I'm going to go UCF. Florida's defense has been terrible all year. They've had a lot of um, you know, really bad coaching throughout. And I just think that UCF, you know, they're still a good team. So I'm going to go UCF over Florida. Final game, we got Thursday Night Football between Tennessee Titans just lost uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going up against the San Francisco 49ers, who have just been absolutely looking hot. I'm just, that's why I'm going to roll with the San Francisco 49ers in this game easily. Tommy. Yeah, I agree with you. I did watch some of that Steelers game and they struggled and uh, you know, they put together a pretty good year overall. But, yeah, I got to go with the 49ers in this one. Mike? Uh, yeah, that's very disappointing, Matt. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers as well. I think they're going to win this game. Connor? Oh, Tennessee. Oh, man. All right. You, you know Derek Henry's not playing, right? Oh, he's not? No. Oh, no. All right. Uh, we'll have to see how this uh, plays out because we got – Three more. We got two more after this uh, to finish the season up. Like I said, we're going to have Christmas picks out on literally Christmas uh, on Saturday. So look out for those. But other than that, we got to go to the weekend. We had Tommy win this week. It, it's getting exciting. Uh, we'll be Who back. Did I pay? We'll get into that, Tommy. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to Go Chat. We are back with the Go of the Week. Throw back to last week, or we, a little week and a half ago since we didn't have an episode this weekend. But, Tommy, you hit double digits, buddy. That's his 10th win. How about that? That's exciting. It's been a long climb up to double digits, but we're finally there. Tommy, do you remember who you picked? Undeserved. I do because you just told me during the break. Gardner Minshew. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest. Who helped you? Didn't who know helped what you that week. Yeah, Matt helped me with that pick, so. Thank you to Matt Kane, but um, hey, it doesn't matter. We got to double digits, so we got the last the one, right? What? I was the last one, right, to double digits. Oh yeah, by a lot. Tommy, I, uh, Mike's got Mike's got fourteen. I'm pretty sure, and he's oh, okay. third. I got twenty nine. I'm almost at thirty. We'll see if I can make a hump. But Tommy, rumor has it, rumor has it from uh, Jeff Passon. No way. You, you have a great pick this week. 
I think I do. I mean, I'm certainly hoping I do. Am I going first? Yeah, you should yeah. hear it. Oh so I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Actually watch this game, believe it or not. I was actually actually tuned in. And uh, he had a couple of touchdowns, 191 uh, yards. He ran for it, or maybe not ran for it, whatever. But, um, but yeah, he had a great game. I know he had a ton of fantasy points. Didn't he get like 41 fantasy points or something? So, um, yeah, great week for Travis Kelsey. And the, the Kansas City Chiefs won that game 34-28. to 28 big reason why was Travis Kelsey so gotta go with him for go of the week yeah I mean just to add on to that Kansas City's in the number one slot right now too you know they started three and four and now they're ten and four yeah uh Connor you're up next since uh Mike's struggling (laughs) I I got one I got one don't worry about me all right I'm, uh, I'm gonna go with a player who actually didn't even win their game this week they they still lost um, and it's Tyler Huntley, you know, quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. He stepped in, you know, twice in two different performances um, when Lamar had to go down, and he's he's played really well. And, you know, he actually had a feat on Sunday against the Packers that not even Lamar has done. He threw for two touchdowns and ran for two touchdowns. <laughs> Lamar Jackson has yet to do that. Huntley, with 215 yards and two touchdowns, 28 to 40, 70% completion percentage. And 13 carries for 73 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, including a carry with like 13 seconds left. And obviously, you know, they they didn't get the two point conversion to uh, to Mark Andrews there to to do it. I, I agree with the call by John Harbaugh. You know, I don't think you go into overtime with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wins that like I probably like 99 percent of the time. So I agree with the call there. Um, but Tyler Huntley has definitely showed off. You know, he was undrafted. You know, just a few years ago, been cut by the Ravens five different times, um, you know, steps up and has really put the league on notice, I would say. You know, he's able to run that offense pretty well. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, where he goes from there. Um, Tyler Huntley, go to the week. Listen, I, I praise Aaron Rodgers so much. Obviously, you know, we, we just can turn around and notice that. But <laughs> if, you get the, if, you, if you get that coin toss and you get that received, the Ravens would have won that game because the Packers defense was just – Awful. I don't agree with the call. Uh, John Harbaugh's lost two games because of that now. Same thing with the Steelers. And I understand that there's like 12 seconds on the board and, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. He could uh, easily throw a, a long ball. But still, you just got to tie the game. I don't want uh, well, to agree with the call. Uh, I, I, we don't have to get into this too much, but I think there was like 40, 43 seconds left. There was know. like 30. Yeah, I think there was enough time for Aaron Rodgers to get into field goal range right there. I think regardless in no timeouts it's it, it it was mike it was highly improbable i mean Aaron Rodgers does a lot of things but it, it would have been highly improbable uh, uh, I, I think i think if you don't go for two there i think you lose that game anyways but that that's that's a different conversation for a different day because tyler huntley is not the true go of the week okay the true goat of the week has to be dennis allen the defensive coordinator for the new orleans saints not only did he step up when Sean Payton contracted COVID and became that head coach for the Saints, but he led a dominant defensive performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, putting together another fantastic game plan against Tom Brady, shutting them out. And not only that, he he had to step up into the head coaching role and really spearhead that team as a whole. 
with with all that going on, stopping one of the most explosive offenses in the league and still leading the team to an improbable win in Tampa Bay, it's got to be Den- Dennis Allen. It's got to be. You, ju- you just got to be him like 30 seconds ago. It's got to be him. It, 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 it's a requirement. It's obligatory. And, you know, nothing against that Saints defense or, you know, Dennis Allen. It was a great game plan. You want to know what stopped that Tampa Bay Bucks? It wasn't necessarily that New Orleans. The lack of defense. weapon. Oh, come it on. Was injuries. It was Zero injuries. points. Zero Leonard points. Leonard Fournette goes down. Chris Godwin's now out for the year. Mike Evans has to leave the game. Who are his receivers out there? His number one receiver out there was Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller is a decent player. Tyler Johnson is a good player. He's still a Gronk. I mean, come on. It's not like Tom Brady had nowhere on the field. And the fact that he still shut out the best player of all time in Tom Brady, that is an accomplishment within itself. I didn't know Tom Brady played all 11 positions on the offense. Yeah, no. Come on. Don't, don't give me that garbage. That's nonsense. Listen, I, I think a lot of factors factored into that game. I just think Tom Brady struggled with the lack of weapons that he had. He didn't throw any good balls. There was a couple drops. Even with Gronk was dropping a couple balls too. But, you know, we can't we can't sit here and just talk about that game because uh, we got go to the weekend. We got another great pick coming up. I, do I want to go for the win here or do I want to go for uh, – I'm going to go with uh, – yeah, i just stick with this. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I wanted to go really bad with Aaron Rodgers last week, but we didn't have an episode. But still, I mean, even the game that he played against Baltimore, 75% completion percentage, 268 yards, three touchdowns, 132 passer rating, and he even uh, tied with the Packers' all-time touchdown leader – uh, he's been playing absolutely incredible, and uh, shout out to Tom Brady because he really just helped Aaron Rodgers MVP uh, candidacy. Two in a row, two in a row, baby. That'll be four MVPs in his whole career. I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers here. God, shout out Jonathan yeah. Taylor. I thought about going with him. Jonathan Taylor was definitely a thought in my head. Um, this has been a great episode, guys. I don't think I've gotten on and had a, as much fun doing an episode as I have, you know here today you know it's always good you know getting along with you guys I, especially when i have an episode last week i'm glad we all traveled home safe from ithaca you know our semester finished up um yeah there we go i think that's gonna wrap up our christmas special in 2021 connor's having a little trouble there wrapping up the episode so i'm gonna do it you made Thank a you face for- at me i'm having trouble because you made a face at me <laughs> You know, we are going to get into that right now. But thank you guys for watching the whole episode. If you stayed the whole way, make sure you like, subscribe, follow our socials, all that, all that stuff. And we will see you next time.